This week's show is sponsored by ManCrates.com. Very simple sell for you. You're having a hard time coming up with a Father's Day gift for a significant other, for your dad, for your husband, for yourself that you got to put on a list. Go to ManCrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, ManCrates.com slash Eric. You will find something for everyone there who's a guy. And they come in these big wooden crates with a crowbar that you got to open. They're awesome. From bar sets to knife sets to beer brewing sets to whiskey appreciation sets to hunting gifts to sports. Go to mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Good evening. It is nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. And you can text the word show to 444-999 and get the daily email, the podcast and all that if you miss part of the show. Now, we got a lot of news headlines to talk about. And let's begin with the Eagle situation uh, with President Trump. The event was canceled at the White House, and the president's team originally said it was because of the NFL flag protest. Now, you should know that the Eagles are one of less than a dozen teams in the NFL where the players all agreed they would not take a knee during the national anthem. Um, All of the NFL players on the Eagles team stood at every game for the national anthem. They did not get involved in the protests. Uh, The Eagles, by the way, um, have a number of very vocal um, evangelical Christians on the team. Um, Their quarterback, if you will recall, wasn't sure that he was going to even stay in the NFL. Um, He was thinking of actually getting out and joining the, the ministry. And so this this came about and this is unfortunate Um, and it's unfortunate for a number of reasons. First, because the team is being maligned uh, by people at the White House claiming that this is all about um, the 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 protest. And that's not true. Uh, Foles. Foles is the quarterback. Uh, You know, he wasn't supposed to be accidentally kind of became the quarterback. Nick Foles did. He was the backup. And for what? who was the guy? Is Carson somebody? Wentz. Yes. A buddy of mine is texting me. Wentz. Yes. Yes. And so Nick Foles became the quarterback uh, and led him to the Super Bowl. And they won. It was amazing. And it just—it was an amazing game, by the way. If you didn't watch the Super Bowl last year, uh, and I don't always watch them because they sometimes get boring. And, and uh, I, I, but I always root against the Patriots. And uh, God intervened on on the side of Philadelphia as He should. <laughs> None, nonetheless, um, so it, they asked to reschedule the event. We now know this from the White House, not from the Eagles. The Eagles have largely decided to keep their mouth shut over this. We know from people in the White House they asked to reschedule the event uh, because they couldn't get enough people to show up. The White House said they could not because the president was going to be in Singapore for the summit with North Korea. So they were going to come. It was going to be the owners, a couple players, and the mascot. And so they just decided to cancel the event. And, you know, it, it could have been quiet. 
Um, they could have released a statement and just said there's a scheduling conflict, but the president has been on Twitter a lot in the last 48 hours and decided to make it about the NFL protests when now the White House is conceding it had nothing to do with that. And it turned this into a, a national anthem thing, which I honestly, I, I really do think does a disservice to the Eagles because they stood and they stood at every game. Why bother if the president of the United States is going to attack you for having done the very thing the president wanted you to do? Why, why, why even bother? And I, I don't think the president should have done this, but it's now it's allowed the media to do a bigger story that is not just Hollywood liberals who hate the president. It's now sports figures. And of course, there are some sports figures who are getting in on this. Now here, um, I want to play you audio from Steve Kerr. He is the coach for the Golden State Warriors. Um, this was, I think, before he started getting all snippy about LeBron. Listen to this. Um, it's not surprising. Uh, I think, um, you know, the president has made made it pretty clear he's going to try to divide us, all of us in this country, for political gain. Um, so um, it's just the way it is. Uh, I think, um, you know, we all look forward to the day when it can, we can go back to just having a celebration of athletic achievement. And But we haven't been able to do that in a while, Steve. Uh, the last president tried to divide us as well. Remember the last president, every time there was a major sporting event, he had to be seen. You had ESPN having a media gasm every time. <gasps> we could have an interview with Barack Obama before the big game. Then it was nothing about the game. It was always about a, how can we puff up Barack Obama and, and make him look good. I mean, these national sports franchises have been collaborating for a pretty long time with the left to politicize sports. And now they've got a president from the GOP who's willing to push back and also, by the way, to play the same game. And they don't know how to handle it. They, they've been politicizing it forever and it's been a one-way street. And whether you liked it or not, you had to go along with it. And now you don't have to. Listen, I disagree with the way the president handled the situation today because it clearly was not about the flag and he tried to claim it was about the flag. And this is the one team that actually stood up for the flag on a regular basis. But y'all, come on. Th this whole idea that, that we were just a, a, a happy, peaceful place beforehand that none of these things happened, uh, that, that's complete nonsense. Complete and total nonsense. The President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, routinely divided us as a country. You know, Matthew Cottonetti over at the Washington Free Beacon, he has an, an article today. There's a Ben Rhodes, you know, the fabulist from the Obama uh, national security team who admitted to lying to reporters. He has a piece out about uh, just how wonderful Barack Obama is and what a genius he is. And he tried to make us do better. Let me, I want to read you this piece from Matthew Cottonetti. Um, but um, even the former president's moments of self-doubt were framed as opportunities for lackeys to remind him of his greatness. Rhodes describes a ride in the presidential limousine during which Obama asked, what if we were wrong? A leading question, no matter the situation, particularly when the man posing as president of the United States. What did Obama expect Rose to say? Yes, Mr. President, we royally screwed the pooch. Apparently, Obama had read a column about the role of identity in shaping people's lives and political choices. 
Maybe we push too far, he mused. Maybe people just want to fall back into their tribe. No question his fellow passengers that day reassured him that no, no, he did everything he could to bend the arc of history a little more towards justice. It's not your fault, Mr. President. You didn't push too far. All you did was troll Donald Trump into running for president in the first place. Stand by while Ferguson and Baltimore rioted and burned. Give Iran billions in exchange for empty promises. Allow Russia to establish a beachhead in the Middle East for the first time in half a century. Browbeat Israel at every opportunity. Ram through Obamacare after Scott Brown's election in Massachusetts. Preside over the mass migration of children across the southern border in 2014. Expand DACA amnesty despite saying 22 times you lacked authority to do so. Use the permanent structure of government to devastate the Appalachian economy. Convince half of America that liberals are ready to take their guns. This wasn't hard to do. Have your education department issue orders that led to the campus assault craze and the deterioration of classroom discipline and that months before a presidential election mandated trans bathrooms in schools. Have your Justice Department preside over a sloppy investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server that included at one point your attorney general secretly meeting with the husband of the subject of the investigation on an airport tarmac. Muscle out Joe Biden, who might have won from the race, and hand the party back to the less likable half of America's most polarizing and corrupt political couple, not to mention the eight years of lecturing. Oh, the lecturing. One of the refrains of the Obama presidency was that, yes, America may have let Obama down in the past, and America may still let him down, but America remains worthwhile, so long as it maintains the capacity to become more like Obama. Yes, That's a a pretty accurate assessment, by the way, of Barack Obama's tenure in office. Now, the left will dispute every single one of those things, but they can't because they're all true. They just pretend they didn't happen. They wish them all away. But the whole reason we're in this, and and this goes back to the Steve Kerr audio. Let me play it for you again. This is Steve Kerr, the the, uh, coach for the the Warriors. Um, It's not surprising. Uh, I think, um, you know, the president has made made it pretty clear he's going to try to divide us, all of us in this country, for political gain. Um, so um, it's just the way it is. Uh, I think, um, you know, we all look forward to the day when it can, we can go back to just having a celebration of athletic achievement. And But we couldn't because we had to celebrate Barack Obama along the way. The left has been politicizing everything, including sports, for a long time, and now they don't like People on the right are actually pushing back. Let me take a quick time out for a word for a very awesome sponsor whose glass I might have sitting next to me as I record this, uh, and that would be Man Crate. So you'll listen. Whether you're getting gifts for yourself, you got to like do a list for your family to give you something, or you're buying for your dad or someone else. Uh, the fact is that gift giving for guys, particularly guys who can buy stuff for themselves, is difficult, uh, which is why I really like man crates. And for this Father's Day, you can get your dad or put it on the list for yourself, something for your dad. There is like a whiskey appreciation crate or a knife making crate. They actually come in wooden crates with a crowbar for you to open. I got one from Man Crates a while back, and it was a personalized bar set. Uh, It had pint glasses for beer with my name on them. It had uh, coasters with my name on it. It was really cool. Really like Man Crates. Uh, Have for a while. It is a great way to get a good gift for a guy. You can get special Father's Day discounts today at mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. It's a limited time offer. It's only for Father's Day. So go today. That's mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, mancrates.com slash Eric. 
Eric, E-R-I-C-K. It's a good gift. You'll enjoy it for yourself and whoever you get it for, they're going to enjoy it too. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson, and I have an announcement to make about Father's Day. Uh, my TV show will premiere on Father's Day on CRTV. That is the platform with Michelle Malkin and Mark Levin and Stephen Crowder and so many more other great conservatives. I will be joining them. I will be the Sunday show on CRTV. Uh, it will not be politics. It'll be about family and culture. I will even be doing cooking on this program. And yeah, I've got a deal for you, $20 off uh, for you to sign up for CRTV. And really easy. I really want you guys to participate with this. Uh, just text the word family to 345-345, and I will get you a link to my CRTV TV show that's coming up. Um, and so you can get Omaha Steaks and then go watch me on TV and have a delicious time on Father's Day sitting around the TV watching me. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. I hope you are doing well. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Y'all, we got to talk about the pardon just a little more. Um, you know, there was the Ted Cruz issue where he didn't want to talk about the president's uh, ability to pardon himself, he, he can't. And uh, listen, I know that there are people out there, there are constitutional scholars who believe that the president can, that it's an unfettered power of the president. And we all need to recognize, whether we want to or not, that the question at hand is not whether the text of the Constitution allows us something. The question is whether Anthony Kennedy allows us something. So you can say all you want that something is constitutional, but the fact of the matter is, unless Anthony Kennedy says it is, because Anthony Kennedy is our king, he's a rather passive one who only reigns uh, his, uh, nine months a year, but Anthony Kennedy is our king. And I have a hard time believing that Anthony Kennedy will determine that uh, Donald Trump can pardon himself. And I have a hard time believing now that Anthony Kennedy is going to retire, given the president's belief he can pardon himself, because Anthony Kennedy will not want to uh, abdicate his throne in favor of someone else. As long as there is an issue like this that could empower Anthony Kennedy. And I think the presidential tirade uh, is problematic because it makes it more likely that Anthony Kennedy stays in place. And I'm really, 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 really hoping that he retires. And I just don't think he will. Uh, there are a number of senators, though, who are privately saying, including, I'm told, Mitch McConnell, 
that if the president decides to pardon himself, it will be game over for his administration. And I am told that Republican senators are trying to pick an emissary who might be willing to go tell the president this to his face that he doesn't need to do this or else. Um, of course, they're worried if they, they say any of these things that, they, that the president will rush to Facebook uh, and it, on Facebook uh, will we'll blow up. I don't know. I hope not. In any event, um, the whole thing is just just bizarre. Non-political news of the day uh, for just a moment here. Kate Spade, the fashion designer, committed suicide earlier today, uh, hanged herself with a scarf in her apartment. Her husband was home and her daughter was at school. She left a note um, making sure her daughter knew it wasn't her fault. Uh, she suffered from chronic and debilitating depression. Uh, I don't know that I know what that is like, but I have friends who suffer depression. And it is something that you can think you have beat, and then it comes upon you like an angry beast, a hungry, angry beast. And... I I would just say that I hope you might consider, um, if you have friends who suffer from depression, being a good friend. I have had several friends who have committed suicide, who had depression, uh, and oftentimes getting them to talk is something that you yourself have to do. It's a, it's a sad situation. Um, and I, I know people who struggle with it. Some people who struggle their entire lives with it, uh, have had friends who cut their lives short because of it. Uh, it is not an easy thing and it is, uh, there's no magic pill to, to cure depression. Uh, some people seem to think there is, and there's not. Um, but one thing that, uh, can help tremendously is letting your friends who struggle with it know that you're someone they can they uh, shoulder to cry on, if nothing else, somebody to talk to about it. Um, so just keep that in mind. Sad news today in New York with Kate Spade. So this is what happens every day on this program. Uh, I prepare an outline in the afternoon of everything I'm going to talk about. And I asked Charlie to get a couple of audio clips for me that I found, or he finds them on his own and adds them into a Dropbox folder for me that I can access so I can play them. And uh, then every day when the show goes live at, at five, I wind up doing a completely different show from that which is outlined. And right now I have as as the topic that I want to talk about, uh, Joy Reid, who on MSNBC claims Al-Qaeda is a fabrication. And I'm not going to because I, I want to say something. Uh, in the Kate Spade story, I have had three different listeners email me during the commercial break uh, with stories of their loved ones uh, to a child, one a uh, spouse who committed suicide. And the stories are so similar in that, uh, well, one suffered from depression one was hearing voices, another seems to be depression. 
and that uh, they never said anything. Uh, just just carrying this great burden and not opening up to people. And, you know, one reason I, I, I Christy is okay with me talking about her health situation is because we know so many people who are going through struggles and, and they don't think they can talk about it. They, they think they're alone. They don't realize that other people are going through the same thing, and so many people are. Um, and it is such a vital and necessary thing to speak up. Uh, that there we stigmatize um, depression or, or someone is hearing voices in their head. They're not sure what's going on. Well, we stigmatize. They must be crazy. They must be schizophrenic. There's there's therapy. There's help. Uh, in some cases, there is medicine. Um, and I would just really encourage you guys that you're not alone if you're going through this. Um, tell a loved one. Uh, seriously, tell somebody. Um, there are people out there who love you and want to help. Um, but you've got to, you got to be able to speak up and, and others need to be able to listen. Now, when we come back, we will get into the politics of the day here in Georgia. It is the second hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is WSB, the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I got to tell you guys, I, I so I didn't support David Perdue when he ran for the Senate the first time, and, and I didn't. Because he had been a CEO, and in my experience, CEOs uh, make terrible senators. Um, my goodness, he is—he is a fantastic senator. I, I've been so happy with him as a senator. He's been far better than than I ever could have dreamed. Uh, he is a reliable conservative voice. Uh, he just—he's a good senator, and essentially, David Perdue has become the the senate majority leader now he would never say that um he he knows how to play the game if anything the 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 one skill set he has from being a ceo he he knows some diplomacy in navigating the senate with a bunch of egos but david perdue is essentially the senate majority leader at this point he has pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed on the issue of getting rid of the August recess. And the Senate is now getting rid of the August recess. And in his genius, he allowed Mitch McConnell to make it look like Mitch McConnell's decision. Um, So McConnell can take credit for it, but everybody in the Senate knows David Perdue of Georgia is the guy who behind the scenes was pushing and navigating to scrap most of the August recess. Now, it puts me in a little bit of a bind because of the resurgent gathering, but because of the Senate schedule, uh, the resurgent gathering is going to be on the 3rd and 4th of August in Austin, and we we shouldn't have a conflict with it, although we did schedule all the senators anyway on a Saturday, uh, just in case something like this happened. It's happened to me before when I was at Red State. But um, David Perdue gets, I mean, just a tip of the hat for being the guy who came up with this idea, and largely because he believes the Senate needs to focus on some of the president's nominations and also a number of pieces of legislation, including um, budgetary legislation to keep the government funded. Purdue is also behind the scenes reaching out to President Trump to explain to the president 
that breaking up NAFTA and the tariffs are not a sound idea. There actually is a growing movement in the House and the Senate to stop the president's tariffs. The president can only impose tariffs and can only get out of NAFTA, I might add, um, by Congress allowing him to do so. And it looks like there may actually be a veto-proof majority of the House and the Senate shaping up to cancel the tariffs. There is a real fear among Republicans in the House and the Senate that the tariffs will break apart the economic gains we've had. I mean, the, the economic gains right now, folks, are impressive. They're not getting a lot of credit. The president's not getting a lot of credit for it. But we've essentially got full employment. 3.7% uh, or so, this is the, the lowest unemployment has been since the early 2000s. It is essentially unemployment because at this level, the the people who are unemployed are physically or mentally incapacitated. Um, and so they can't. Uh, there are There is a worker shortage. Uh, millennials continue to fail drug tests in states that have legalized marijuana. So the, there are hospitals with massive shortages and other um, businesses where people are plumbers, welders and whatnot, where drug tests are involved, mostly welders more than plumbers, but construction sites and stuff that require drug tests are having a hard time finding younger workers uh, because they're all failing drug tests. So if your kid's not on drugs, uh, good job. You've got a kid who can find a job in this country. It's becoming a big deal. And Republicans are scared that the tariffs will completely crater those gains. And they're right. Democrat and Republican economists agree on this. Uh, this is an archaic idea from the 1950s that stuck in the president's head. And it seems the only way to release it is for him to do it. And that's going to scuttle his economy uh, that's actually doing very well. So they may have a bipartisan majority in the Senate and the House to stop this. We'll see. Y'all... You know, I could I could spend all day on the tariffs. I don't want to, and the reason I don't want to is because I want to talk about the California primary that's today in the run up to the um, midterm elections. California has what's called a jungle primary. The jungle primary is something that up until now, really only Louisiana used, and Louisiana used it. Uh, because of its reliance on the French Napoleonic Code and the way elections had been conducted there historically, where everyone is piled onto a ballot together. Democrats and Republicans are all on one ballot. And it's a huge ballot, by the way. In some cases, you got 17, 18 people qualified, Democrat and Republican. Uh, and so they're all on a massive ballot. And the top two vote getters, it's very much like, for example, the special election we had in the 6th District with Karen Handel, that's a jungle primary. All the Because it was a special election, Democrats and Republicans were all piled up together on the primary ballot, and the top two vote-getters had the runoff, and it became John Ossoff and Karen Handel. Uh, California is doing this. And the goal when they did it was to shut out Republicans completely. What's actually happening is that Democrats are getting shut out completely. Because so many Democrats are on the ballot 
Democratic voters are thinking, well, I'm just going to let the voters, the people who bother to show up, settle this. And the people who show up are Republicans and they're voting just Republican. They're splitting the vote. So the top two vote getters wind up being Republican. Democrats are having to spend money they had allocated for the general elections to keep the California Democrats from annihilating each other in their primary. And then you got Tom Steyer out there who's trying to get progressives elected who will pledge to impeach the president. Tom Steyer is the man who has pulled the wool over the eyes of Georgia Republicans. Tom Steyer is the man who organized an out-of-state campaign to come into Georgia and kill the religious liberty legislation, and he bragged in magazines and TV interviews about how all these people were calling the governor's office, calling Casey Cagle's office, calling David Ralston's office, claiming to be Georgia voters and opposed, and none of them even lived in Georgia. And yet the Republicans in Georgia all fell for it. They all bought it and they killed Riffra. The governor vetoed it because of an organized campaign of an out-of-state gay rights activist billionaire who has actually said that government needs to be used to punish Christians. And he used Nathan Deal and the Republicans in Georgia to do so. And he's trying to get Democrats elected who are pledging to impeach the president, but he's got a problem. What we see in the over five and a half, the five and a half million people who've signed our petition is about two thirds of them don't vote. And if they, in fact, go to the polls, that's about 10,000 people per congressional district who normally don't show up. So what you're saying to me is, look out, you're going to encourage Republicans to vote by pushing for impeachment. But what we know is that Democrats want impeachment and that it is a spur for them to go to the polls. But also, if you look at California today, we're looking at an administration that disagrees profoundly mm-hmm. with the way America, with the way Californians see the world. We believe in health care for all. Okay. We don't like an administration that tries to take health care away from people. We don't like an administration that doesn't believe in racial justice, that works against racial justice. We don't like an administration that's against clean energy. So in California, you're seeing people fired up against an administration that they profoundly disagree with. Yeah, except one of the greatest rules in politics is that people who don't vote tend to not vote. If you've got someone who doesn't vote, they're never going to vote. Don't waste your time on trying to get new voters. That's one of the problems Stacey Abrams had in the past in Georgia is trying to find these voters who didn't vote, who weren't registered uh, or were registered, never showed up and said, hey, we're going to get them to vote. And it didn't work out so well. It's not working out so well in California or elsewhere either. What it is doing is firing up Republicans. And by the way, it really is firing up Republicans nationwide, not just in California. Republicans are really starting to show some major rage in the polls over these guys trying to essentially steal an election that was won fair and square. Let me take a quick time out for a word for a very awesome sponsor whose glass I might have sitting next to me as I record this, uh, and that would be Man Crate. So y'all listen, whether you're getting gifts for yourself, you got to like do a list for your family to give you something or you're buying for your dad or someone else. Uh, The fact is that gift giving for guys, particularly guys who can buy stuff for themselves, is difficult, uh, which is why I really like man crates. And this Father's Day, you can get your dad or put it on the list for yourself, something for your dad. There is like a whiskey appreciation crate or a knife making crate. They actually come in wooden crates with a crowbar for you to open. 
I got one from Man Crates a while back, and it was a personalized bar set. Uh, it had pint glasses for beer with my name on them. It had uh, coasters with my name on it. It was really cool. Really like Man Crates. Uh, have for a while. It is a great way to get a good gift for a guy. You can get special Father's Day discounts today at mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. It's a limited time offer. It's only for Father's Day. So go today. That's mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. It's a good gift. You'll enjoy it for yourself and whoever you get it for, they're going to enjoy it too. It is 26 after the hour. The full number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's go back to the phones. Mark and Marietta, welcome. Hi. Hey. Um, you were talking about tariffs slowing the economy down. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think I remember the Fed saying that they were likely going to increase interest rates yes next time wouldn't that be the same thing that tariffs would do uh well not necessarily um from a different standpoint yes um the reason the feds raise interest rates isn't actually to slow the economy so much as it is to stifle inflation when the feds are willing to keep the interest rates low as long as they don't see consumer inflation on the rise because if they see consumer inflation their number one mandate is actually to keep inflation under control in the country uh, and so by raising the interest rates they make it uh, harder for currency to flow into the economy which does slow things down a little bit um, the question is by how much uh, and the general thinking from the Atlanta Fed the Dallas Fed and others is that the imposition of, of tariffs and a trade war if that happens would slow the economy down far more than an increase in interest rates because an increase in interest rates, uh, while it would slow capital into the economy, would not actually raise prices. A tariff would actually raise prices. Um, and we're seeing now Mexico announcing today that it intends to add tariffs to a host of American products, including whiskey. They all want to tax American whiskey. That would be the one thing you wouldn't want to uh, tax you would think in Mexico with the whole civil war of the country in chaos. Uh, but nonetheless, they want to, as do the European powers. It's going to raise prices across the board and hurt us all. It is Eric Erickson here on WSB. The phone number 404 WSB Talk, um, the, the CBS TV station here in town a, a few weeks ago did a big story that and they interviewed me for it on swatting. There was a man killed in North Georgia when his neighbor called 911 and said there was a, a, a terrible crisis happening at the house and at the man's house. The SWAT team showed up um, and they killed him. And the next door neighbor was charged with a misdemeanor. She should have been charged with uh, murder or at least voluntary manslaughter of some kind. Um, and it, it should be treated more seriously. David Hogg, the gun rights activist or anti-gun activist in Florida from the Parkland High School, 
uh, he was swatted. He has called it. Um, he's he's kind of blown it off. Said it wasn't a big deal. That it was a silly prank. It's it's not a silly prank. And I get his intentions on calling it a silly prank when it happened to me. And it happened to me. Uh, I was advised. I was at CNN at the time and was first advised not to talk about it. And then I was told I should play it down. Uh, lest others try to do the same thing. Now, I I was writing about a situation of a guy who had had he'd bombed something or planted a bomb, and people who had written about the individual were swatted, and and nobody knows if it was this guy who was doing it or it was people trying to get him blamed for it or what. Um, but people who wrote about this case were, and, and I knew the sheriff in town and, and luckily had the foresight to call and say, you know, I'm writing about this. This is happening to people. Um, and it happened to me anyway. And it was kind of interesting when the guy, uh, when the, the sheriff's deputy pulled into my driveway, got out of his car, had his hand on his gun, uh, and he looks up at me getting out of his car. And the first words out of his mouth are, aren't you on CNN? And it really helped diffuse the situation. I was fortunate. I have a friend in Los Angeles who was actually a prosecutor, a prosecutor with the DA's office in Los Angeles, and he was swatted. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, the police kicked in the front door, pulled his wife and kids forcibly out of the home, uh, and he could have been killed. There are people who were killed. I have never, ever done this before. I'm going to play you the 911 call of my swatting incident. Listen to it carefully. There are some things to note along the way. Yeah, kind of scared about the water. I may help you, sir, ma'am. Yes, I'd like to uh, turn myself in. Come down to the LEC and make sure you well, get a proper ID. I, I can't come down there right now. All right, there, sir. Just whenever you decide to. Just uh, shot my wife, so. You just shot your wife. I don't think I could come down there. Where's your wife at now? Safe for me. Uh, she's dead now. You, you just shot your wife and she's dead and you don't know where she's located at? Well, I know where she's located. Where is she located I'm at, I'm looking sir? at her. What's your phone number, sir? I don't know. I, I guess you're going to have to find out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot someone else soon. That was it. Now, I, I, I want you to notice a couple of things. He never said my, that's, that's the whole call folks. That that's the call. He never said my name and he never gave my address. He used a sophisticated piece of technology to contact, uh, my local nine one one call center in my County over the internet by spoofing my address and didn't give his phone number. And they were able to come to my house through the technology he used by giving my home address, which wasn't public. And they showed up. There was a police officer in the driveway. And then there was one at the end of the driveway blocking the driveway. He also had his hand on the gun, on his gun. And later I learned there was also a deputy up the street blocking the street. And later I learned there were police behind my house. There's a natural gas easement, and then there's woods behind the house leading up to a horse farm. There were police officers there. Um, they were all very calm, very professional. Um, it, it's not a laughing matter. 
Had he not recognized me, had I not had the foresight to have called? I don't even know that they knew I had called, but he recognized me from TV. Uh, it could have been a very, very bad thing. And this is happening to people around the country. It has happened to David Hogg. As much as I disagree with him, uh, there is absolutely, he does not deserve to have this happen. And I get his wanting to downplay it. I was told to downplay it. Um, but it's a very serious thing. Very serious thing. Uh, and people need to stop treating it as a prank. People are getting killed through this. Um, so, yeah, I've never played that call before uh, for you guys. The guy who did that to me has never been found. Um, Saxby Chambliss at the time was still in the Senate. And his office referred the matter to Eric Holder, who was then the attorney general. And Holder was not dismissive of it because I was a conservative. The, the attorney general and the Department of Justice actually took it very seriously. Uh, and it is a, a credit to them that they were willing to take it seriously. Uh, the FBI got involved, but they were not because of the technology then deployed. They were not able to figure out who it was. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because of the way the, the, the law enforcement, uh, 911 processing center processed the data, they weren't able to trace it back in my case. In other cases, they had more sophisticated technology and could trace it. But in you know, where I live at the time, they couldn't, um, but it's, it's a very serious matter. Uh, and whoever did this to David Hogg should be found and thrown in jail for a long time. I mean, people literally get killed by police departments for this. And it's not the police's fault. I mean, they get a 911 call often of someone hysterical. In, in, in my case, thankfully, the guy sounded uh, sociopathically calm. In many of the cases, the person is sounding, sounds hysterical as if there's a real urgency that, that mobilizes the SWAT team to show up. And bad things happen. You can watch me on my new show, the CRTV show, that is debuting on Father's Day. We've got some great episodes. So we filmed five episodes. Charlie and I went up to D.C. last month. No, we, we, in the Mar no April. We did it in April. Uh, and we did the first five episodes. And what I wanted to do is a show on culture and family. I didn't want to do a political show. And the reason I didn't want to do a political show is there are plenty of those. You know, the CRTV platform, you can get it on your iPad, your iPhone, your computer, your Android device, your TV through Roku and Amazon Fire and Apple TV device. And you, so you can watch it anywhere on demand. Um, and we wanted to do this and we wanted to focus on the family and how to build a strong family, how to shelter your kids in the culture war, help them make it through this life into the next without being corrupted or lured away into the world. So we talked to theologians, we talked to sociologists, we talked to cooks. I cook. Um, we talked to all sorts of people. Um, just great, great stuff. We have some exciting additional shows planned as well. We also talked to people who rescue victims of human trafficking and someone who was trafficked and uh, talk about what parents can do to make sure their kids aren't being lured online by child predators. Uh, exciting show. I'm exciting, excited for it. Uh, you can text the word family to 345-345 to find out more information about this show. I look so forward to revealing these episodes to you. And we're going to launch on Father's Day. So get your Omaha steaks, and then you can watch me on TV while you eat your delicious meal on Father's Day. <laughs>